On this episode of the Mompreneur Show, I'm talking to Jada Selner. She's an amazing wife, mother of a sweet little girl, Zoe, and a co-owner of Simple Green Smoothies, as well as a co-author of Simple Green Smoothies book. Today, we're going to be talking about challenges and how Jada was able to grow her list from zero to about 200,000 subscribers in about 15 months using this exact strategy that we're going to be talking about today. So I am so, so excited that you are here with us and I'm going to welcome Jada to the show in just one second. Jada, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) It's so excited to have you here. And I'm so thankful to you that you're so patient with me and this technical glitches. So I really, really appreciate your time. Um, So Jada, tell us your story. How did you embark on this beautiful and really challenging uh, entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. So, I mean, my first kind of dive into entrepreneurship was actually starting a brick and mortar business with my husband in Kauai in 2009. And at the time, our daughter was 18 months old. And we had no, you know, business degrees, neither of us have college degrees, even to this day, we just had the economy crash. And my husband wasn't able to get a job. So we actually had to create our own work. And we wanted to create something where we could have our daughter by our side. And so we started this plan learning center for kids. And that was kind of the beginning. That was like the first, you know, up bat for having my first business. And then moving into our parenting blog, Family Sponge, which is when Jen and I connected. And then that evolved into something bigger, into the whole green smoothie movement. And so Simple Green Smoothies was actually never supposed to be its own website, but that was really the third business that we put out into the world. And through all of that, like I said, having my daughter by my side, you know, some of those first challenges, you know, when we started our brick and mortar business, my daughter would push people out of the door as they were coming in, bringing their kids and just kind of like, you know, trying to manage and juggle all of that. And when we were first building Family Sponge, I remember dropping Zoe off preschool for like three hours a day, which is like, you know, really 45 minutes a day once you drop them off Mm -hmm, and then pick them up. And I remember going to, you know, coffee shops, trying to get some Wi-Fi in those in-between moments and the Wi-Fi wouldn't work and I would invest in a bagel and then just be like so bummed, like, what am I supposed to do now? I don't have any connection to Wi-Fi. So just being really committed to doing that work, you know, in nap times, during bedtimes and just really hustling with so much heart and just trying to figure it all out. Like I, you know... I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know like how it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so that was really just that process of like hoping that something would hit. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for sharing those struggles, Jada, because, you know, there's so many viewers and thank you so much for watching us live. So many of you are struggling right now and are like, okay, when is this going to, when am I going to see results? And I'm so happy that Jada is talking about this because really uh, it does take time. And this is Jada's, not Jada's first uh, rodeo, that's for sure. So Jada, when you went into uh, partnership with Jen, did you know that you two will be working side by side in an incredibly um, huge company? 
I mean, we definitely, Jen and I are both really ambitious women and we had big dreams of like, let's build a business where our kids can be by our sides and let's make a difference in the world. And I remember creating a vision board and this was a time when my husband and I were struggling financially. Mm. Jen's family was struggling as well. But I remember just listening to some Tony Robbins and creating a vision board and writing like, you know, what would be the ideal amount of money that I'd want for my family and for her family and really just committing to what and why and not being attached to how and when it would happen. Mm -hmm. I think so often, you know, I wanted to make like six figures in six months and it's like we didn't make our first profit, like just profit, period, um, for 18 months of us going into business partnership. And I remember we sold a $5 ebook and we did $8,000 in in seven days. And so we're like, oh my gosh, a business. But that was 18 months. So I didn't hit the like six month dream. And I remember my husband, you know, like, when are you going to start making money? You're, you're putting in all of these hours, you're, you're online, you're listening to podcasts, you're doing all of these things. You know, you have me watching Zoe as soon as I get home from work and, you know, just like when. And I, I said, you know what, I've got this. I, like, you have to believe in yourself first before anyone else yeah. is going to. So yeah. even though he had doubts, he had, had insecurities, I was like, I know what I'm making and I know why and I just don't know when, so give me more time. And so I always tell people that I work with is don't put a timeline on your dreams. Like the whole point is to enjoy the process and the journey of like going after what you want, being like the best version of yourself and and chasing that possibility. Mm -hmm. But if you get so attached to the outcome, you're you're just going to feel lost and unfulfilled because we're always chasing a result versus like enjoying the process and the journey of it all so don't put a timeline on your dreams mm, that is so beautiful Dada. thank you so much for sharing that and as an entrepreneur i invested a lot of uh, time and money into coaching programs and all this courses and stuff like that and so a lot of them when you when you enter they say what is your goal a financial goal and in how many months or what's the timeline and that always made me feel so uncomfortable because mm. I'm always like well what like where can I okay first of all you're asking me to pull this random number out and then second of all I need to put a timeline on it and so your what you just said makes so much sense because you know having that number you will eventually hit that number 100% like I mean I Truly, if you believe in yourself and you hustle, you will totally do that. But I also think that um, the time has nothing to do with it. And, it, you know, going back to your journey, you, you did, what, three different things before yeah. it, it actually took off. So now let's talk about um, taking greens, simple green smoothies to the next level. And, um, and actually right before that, how, okay, so you were building Family Sponge, and can you tell us, can you share the transition, how you transitioned into Simple Green Smoothies, because I always found that transition so interesting, and um, and you, it was so brave, because so many people are not willing to do that. Yeah, so we had a parenting blog where we were, you know, sharing eco-friendly arts and crafts, and how to be more intentional and plug unplug mm. with your family. Mm. We were also sharing green smoothie recipes 
as well. So it was a part of that parenting blog. And at that time, you know, the people that were commenting on our blog was my mom and my cousin who didn't wasn't married and didn't have any kids. And so I always like to remind people that we all have to start at zero. And so that's that place that we were even in July of 2012. That's who was commenting on our Facebook page. And July 2012 is also when we started the Instagram account, Simple Green Smoothies. And so it was just one of those social media platforms, right, where one of my friends was like, you should get on there and share your green smoothie recipes. And, you know, we were working on a green smoothie ebook behind the scenes that we were going to sell to our parent on our on our parenting blog. And they're like, well, if you're going to do that ebook, like talk about your recipes on on Instagram. And I remember being so resistant, right? As we see these new platforms, it's like, oh, Periscope, oh, Instagram stories, oh, Snapchat, like it feels overwhelming. And I was very resistant to start that. But, you know, you have to double down on what's working and then stop what's not and then open up some space and opportunity for you to try new things and experiment if you want your business to grow. Because like many people say, what got you here won't get you there. Mm. So we had to do something different. And so Simple Green Smoothies on Instagram was that something different. And that's where we really built the momentum and realized it wasn't just moms that were following us on Instagram. And so we Jen like basically created a website within just like a few months and got it up super fast called simplegreensmoothies.com based on our Instagram account. Very cool. So so you started creating very beautiful content from the very beginning. I feel like um, the whole, the pictures of the fruits um, and the leafy greens was so, were so beautiful and that I feel like really attracted people to your page. And I remember following you ever like way before um, WGS, way, way before like I even found out that you guys were behind it. And so it's really interesting because you ran these challenges to grow your list. Now, how did you get people from Instagram to to your website to sign up? What were the incentives like? Let's talk about, let, let's get into this um, yeah, building list, list building. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great question is how, you know, we had this um, Instagram following and it was like, okay, I know from an online marketing perspective, you have to build your list because platforms change eyeballs and attention move around to different places and so really being open to how do you have consistent communication with your audience and I knew that the email list was the core focus and so it's like okay great people love our recipes on Instagram how do we get them on our email list Mm -hmm. and we just brainstormed of having a challenge and in it was like December, like holiday, super busy season, like, you know, as a mom, when you're, you know, doing all of these things for your oh, kids, yeah. Oh, yeah. And shopping, and we just added this whole extra thing and just like staying up super late to get it out into the world. But with that, we basically said we would share recipes on our Instagram, on our Facebook, but if they wanted weekly shopping lists with recipes, basically like the game plan for each week in a 30-day period, then they would have to opt in and give us their first name and their email address to join. And people just went bananas for that. So our first challenge, we had about 2,000 email subscribers because we had a free um, five-recipe ebook, and about 2,000 people joined our email list. And then when we did our 30-day green smoothie challenge, our email list went to 30,000 email subscribers. And so what I say is that you want to make your free opt-in 
better than someone's paid offer. And so a lot of times we're like, oh, let's get that irresistible, you know, freebie, that downloadable, that checklist. And I think those are great as well. But if you're trying to build an engaged community, there is something so special about creating a live experience where you have a start date and an end date together. So it's really capitalizing on the value of community and doing it together. And so that's where we were really able to just like thrive and move beyond like the typical ebook opt-in. Exactly. And your ebook, um, your challenge was definitely absolutely hands down or the, the, the PDF or, uh, the PDF guide, um, hands down the best out there. I've never seen anybody put so much work into their freebie. So now how, what would you say? Like, okay, there's so many entrepreneurs that have challenges yet it's not at the same, like it's, it doesn't start at the same day. It starts whenever I sign up. How, mm-hmm. what were the technical difficulties behind that? Because I know like uh, some autoresponders won't let you do that. And then how do you all start them on one day? For example, I signed up, you know, a week before. And what do I, do I get it? Uh, do I not get any emails from you until it starts on the start date? Or how does that work? Yeah, so when people sign up, Mm-hmm. And we only do the challenge four times a year. Mm-hmm. And so when they, if they sign up, when we're not doing a challenge, they'll get a welcome onboarding email like, hey, welcome. Like we do challenges four times a year. The next one starts October 1st. And so then you'll get shopping lists and recipes then. Until then, we'll send you leafy love notes every Thursday. So they kind of know like it's coming. And I think, you know, the specialty in that is it creates this uh, anticipation and excitement and like the countdown of something's coming and starting soon. And then there's also the just the end date and like closing the loop on that piece that people really appreciate. Yes, we could totally automate it and have people sign up whenever they want. But that's the difference between us having this loyal fan base that like has an experience versus just outsourced automation and I say you can't outsource connection and you can't automate authenticity so I just believe that us being in it with them live in real time no comment left behind really engaging with our community and our tribe that we're able to build lifelong fans from that presence with them so did you have like a and maybe a Facebook group or something where they all hung out or was it mostly on their on the Instagram page Yeah, it was on Instagram and on Facebook. And I always tell people, like I like to say, like the singled out technique is pick one platform where your people are hanging out and where you shine the most and actually enjoy it. So if you're like, I I feel like I should be on Snapchat is not a good sign. Like you have to like immerse yourself and really love the platform, really love communicating and connecting through that way. So for me, I actually really love speaking. And mm. so speaking on stages, doing podcast interviews, video interviews are actually the easiest way for me, like in my strengths and my gift to connect and get my message out to more people. So I won't guest post. I won't write mm. articles or things like that because that's not my zone of genius. And so 
find the place where you shine because people feel that. Now, if you're an amazing writer, like um, Momistry, right? Like she's amazing with her words and that, and she can really connect and people can feel her authenticity and her transparency and her vulnerability, then that's the way that she connects with her audience. But you really need to choose the platform where you shine the most. I'm so glad you shared that because I'm like in the middle of writing guest posts and I'm really... (laughs) really not enjoying it at all i feel like (laughs) so i appreciate you uh sharing that and so now i'm i want to bring it to you at the audience um if you're watching uh not if you're watching i know you guys are watching um what are some things that you absolutely hate and what are some things that you absolutely enjoy and focus on the things that you enjoy so i really love that um that you shared that jada now can you share with us um the strategy behind no comment left behind now i love 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 the way the the way you call it Mm -hmm. and um i would love for you to share how you did that with such a huge following yeah so a piece that a lot of um you know, people starting businesses online miss out on is the market research phase Mm -hmm. and really checking out like what's going on in your industry and your niche. And Mm -hmm. so I spent a lot of time and I love that piece. Like what is everyone up to in the world? How, How are people in our same industry? How are they communicating and connecting with their audience? What is their audience saying that they want more of that they're not willing to deliver? And I would go to all of these like green smoothie, you know, Facebook pages, Instagram, their website, and I would just see all of these people excited and sharing comments and like nothing, no response. And I would see, you know, trailing comments of people saying like, oh, they don't respond. Like, uh, you're not going to get an answer. And I was like, ah, like that sucks. You know, they took the time to put their effort and energy. And so I really knew like I could feel a gap in the marketplace of really showing up for the audience and the tribe and to be in the business of answering questions like I could yes they could google it or I could google it and then they trust me as the expert and credibility and the the go-to person so we're the go-to people when it comes to green smoothie you know lifestyle and recipes and resources and so the only way you can do that is by answering questions and letting people know that you're here to help and so even if someone was like oh this recipe looks amazing a no comment left behind strategy would be like that's so awesome if you make it will you take a picture and tag us so we know that you made it like just going a little bit above and beyond and really stretching Uh, and as humans we all just want to be acknowledged we want to be seen we want to be even in the online world. And so that's really where that no comment left behind comes from is to, I see you, I hear you, and like I'm here to respond to you and let you know that. Mm. So you said you do a lot of market research through the comments. Can you dive a little bit deeper and share with us how exactly do you do that? Like, do you ask specific questions or do you just see a theme of the questions that you get? Yeah, so I'm I'm just I'm observing, right? Like that's that's the listening phase. That's the like yeah. what's what's happening now. And so if, you know, anyone that's listening right now, if you could write down three of the people in your industry um, that are up to the same things, serving a similar audience or have a similar product or service mm-hmm. and read through their audience's comments. Another way you can do this is on Amazon 
and reading, you know, the Amazon reviews, like picking mm. the top three books and reading those five star reviews, those one star reviews, and then the three star reviews, which are the most like balanced of like, here's what I loved, here's what I didn't like. And then on those pieces of like what they loved, okay, I know that people love that. So I'll show up and do that. And the parts is where they didn't, which part of those am I willing to deliver and fill in that gap? Because you don't want to fill in the gap and you're not excited to do it either. So an example of what we do is we share beginner-friendly recipes. These are for people who don't like eating vegetables. You know, they think vegetables, including me, is like corn and potatoes and like carb goodness. And so we really make those recipes where they're tasty and it doesn't taste like you're drinking grass or you have to pinch your nose. But for some people who are further along the line, it's like, oh, your recipes are too sweet. There's too much fruit. And it's like, no. But for the people that we're serving, we know they don't want a smoothie that tastes like grass. And so we're very intentional with that. And then if people ask for, you know, di- diabetic-friendly recipes, that's just not, uh, that's we're not willing to fill in that gap. We're not willing to serve that. Wow. We're not expert that. And so we lose those people. But if someone wanted to serve an audience around like you know diabetes and prevention and you know that type of thing they could read our comments and be like wow they're not going to share diabetic friendly recipes i could Mm. build a business around that does that make sense oh that's so good and i love how you said you you intentionally say no i'm sorry we're not going to fill that need and in to to honor those who you do serve. So that's absolutely beautiful. And this reminds me of that first, well, that business that you had with your husband, that childcare business. And I'm so curious, like, I'm like, I'm the same way. I am always serving people and, okay, is this what you want? Okay, I'll give it to you. And not always processing like okay will this work for me is this is this where i want to go but for example the people came to you and said well we actually want to drop off our kids instead of having like that that sip and play kind of type of type of child care um or uh, environment sip and play environment um would with your experience and knowledge right now when if you would go back would you say no i'm sorry this is actually what we're doing yeah, I, I think that's a great question because there's, there's two pieces to that. So you also have to build like profitability. So you need to know like where, what season you're at in your life and what are your options? Because there are times when it's like this business is like my cash project mm. and I need to get cash flow going. And so that's why we pivoted because we mm. really did need cash flow. And then we I realized see. it wasn't worth it. Um, and we were willing to let go. So that piece, so it's like you have to really check in. Like sometimes you do have to say yes to something for a limited amount of time Mm. just to set yourself up. So, and especially as moms, we have families to feed. And so there, you have to kind of have that, like that cash project and then that like heart project. And I think both have to be happening at the same time that it's like, okay, what am I going to do to bring in the cash flow? And then what do I need to start doing on the side to really build that heart project up to hopefully that the heart project will become the cash flow project too. And so when I was working on Family Sponge and Simple Green Smoothies, I actually had two part-time jobs making like 15, 12 to $15 an hour. 
and watching Zoe. So I was looking for work where I could bring Zoe with me. I was a front desk assistant at a yoga studio who today the owner, like we are like best friends. We travel together as families, but I used to just work at the front desk. And I also was a virtual assistant. And so I was using that as like the cash flow. I didn't want to do that. I wanted my own business to thrive. And I let go of each part-time thing when I was ready to take that yeah. next risk. Like it was so scary to let go of that first part-time job, which is when right when we were going into the first 30-day green smoothie challenge. And I was like, I don't know if I can live without that $600 a month. Like, can we? Like, you know, and like taking that leap of faith of letting go of one and then in a few months letting go of the other. So you, you have to be strategic on like how you're making decisions, especially when you have a family to take care of. So not always is everything going to be like rainbows and sunshine, but that you are moving closer to your ideal. That is this bringing me closer or further away from what it is I'm going to create? I love this so much because I was, I was doing that. I was a virtual assistant too. I mean, there's some things that I do right now too that are my my profitable things that I do, and and I have to do them. I don't necessarily love to do them, but it's such a great. Um, so, thank you so much for shedding the light on this. Is and separating this. Is this my cash? bringing cash in business and what is my heart business absolutely love that jada we're running out of time unfortunately but i'm so thankful that you're here i do want to ask you about your future and what you're working on and because i know that you've built this incredible business incredible community and now you're teaching others how to do the same so please tell us a little bit more about that yeah, so I'm building a tribe of world changers at jadaselner.com. And for those who are curious about a challenge, I'm actually, um, I have a wait list for how to build your own signature challenge and how to grow your email list and serve your tribe and really nurture the audience that you're building from a place of love over metrics. And so not focusing so much on the numbers. Yes, we want that growth. Yes, we want that profitability, but coming from a place of love first. Um, you can definitely go to my website and I can post the link in the comments um, if you want me to for people who are interested in that because I'll be doing a beta invitation for a small group of people, which I'm excited about. And I'm in an experimentation phase. Like I am all about doing my soul's work in the world and how can I help and serve people along the way. And so I love being a mentor and guiding people on this path, I believe, that like business is my art. It is my creative mm. expression. And those are the type of people that I get most excited and lit up mm. to work with and serve is like, I can't not do this work. <laughs> that is so beautiful. And um, for those of you watching, it's jadaselner.com and you can see her name um, right underneath her video and just put that into Google. And Jada, would you post a link uh, in the comments so that yeah, way... So it's easy and clickable and thank you so much for sharing that and thank you all so much for watching i am so so inspired jada for coming on again and for sharing your story sharing your your wisdom with us and um it's been such an honor 
Thank you. Have an awesome day. Thank you, sweetheart. You too. All right. Thank you so much for watching today's episode. Jada is an incredible inspiration to me and thousands of others, um, men and women around the world and in so many ways. And I'm so thankful that she took the time to come on. And thank you so much for taking the time to watch The Mompreneur Show. We are live every single Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Facebook Live. I'm your host, Vika Lashenko, and this is the show that features amazing stories of the most amazing and remarkable mom entrepreneurs. If you want to learn more, I would love, love, love for you to go to mompreneurshow.com forward slash five mistakes and get your guide to the mistakes that I've made and the solutions to them so that you don't make them yourself. I hope you are having an amazing day and I will see you next time.